0: Hey, this is Sammy Flores. I'm the pastor at Coin Church in Chino, California, and this is our podcast. I'm so grateful you're tuning in. I hope this encourages you and calls you to more because you were made for more. Here's our latest message. And here's, here's the next one. It's, it's the dungeon. Genesis 39, it says, so Joseph's master, Potiphar, took him and put him into the prison. Or the dungeon, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was in there in the prison. But the Lord, there it is, the Lord was with Joseph and extended kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the warden of the prison. And the warden of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison, so that whatever was done there, he was responsible for it. The warden of the prison did not supervise anything under Joseph's authority, because the Lord was with him, and the Lord made whatever he did prosper. I want to talk to you guys today about ditches and dungeons. Ditches and dungeons. Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, I pray over every person in this room, Father. God, I believe in the spirit of God that surpasses all understanding, that can speak to someone right there, right now, Father. I I believe that you are the resurrected king. And I believe that in this place right now, Father, that there is no such thing as coincidence, that you go by ordained Uh, action, Father, that someone is here in this room for a purpose and a time, and I pray that right now in this moment that we would sink in. I pray that our hearts would be soft and that we would be able to experience the word of God. We worship you now. We honor you now, God. Open up our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. Yeah, you guys can clap as you take a seat. That's good. (laughs) Jonathan, love you, man. The worship team. Can we give it up for the worship team? I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. So I want to talk to you guys about ditches and dungeons. You know, we've been, if you were here last week, and if you weren't, you really missed out, and that's why we're encouraging you to come every week, that's important, to come to the house of God every week, to be encouraged and to be uplifted and to be challenged in your walk with God. So I want to talk to you today about the next part of Joseph's life. So last week we talked about how dreams are dangerous, you remember that? Dreams are really dangerous. If you're not 100% sure that it's God's dreams, it might, it might ruin your life. You got to make sure that the dream that you're on is God's dream because he's the one that gives the dream. And so Joseph, he was out and he had his, his coat and his brothers hated him. They couldn't stand him. And so what they did is they despised the plan. They said, you know what? We can't stand Joseph. We hate Joseph. We don't like him. You know, his, his mom is not our mom, his mom is, is Rachel, and we don't really like Rachel because Rachel was, was the pretty one, the really good looking one, but the brothers didn't have the same mom, so they, just, they, he was, they were just jealous of Joseph because he was different. And so here he comes out in the field to work the field with his brothers, he was one of the younger brothers, and the brothers say, you know what, we can't stand him, we can't. We, I, I hate him, he's different, we, we don't like him, so let's throw him in a ditch and let's kill him. But there was a brother named Reuben, thank God for the Reubens, and he said, no, let's not kill him. Let, that would be too bad. We'd have blood on our hands. Why don't we, we sell him? Because there was an Ishmaelite caravan coming, and as the caravan was coming, they knew it was going to Egypt, and, and all of the people were going to be slaves. And so what they did is Joseph was already in the ditch. They threw him in the ditch, and they said, no, we can make money out of this. I don't know. And so he, he go they go to the ditch. They already threw him in a ditch. They grab him out of the ditch. They take his coat. They kill an animal. They put blood on his coat. And they say, that's what we'll do. We'll tell our dad, Jacob, the one that really loves Joseph, that he died and an animal killed him in the field. And so that was the first ditch. I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody right now that are in a ditch. You found yourself... In a low place, in a hard place, in a really odd situation, and, and maybe you put yourself in the ditch. There's a lot of people that you just you you did that. You put yourself there. But there's also moments and times in life where you didn't even do it. You just found yourself in a ditch. Someone did you wrong, someone hurt you, someone said something that broke you, a family member disowned you, a friend backstabbed you. You were thrown into a ditch, and now you found yourself in a ditch, and you're broken, and it doesn't make sense, and you don't know why, and it's not fun in the ditch, and it's dark in the ditch, and you don't enjoy the ditch. No one enjoys ditches. I would argue that throughout the last year, we have all found ourselves in some way, shape, or form in ditches, right? Finance finances, just, it's not making sense, right? I lost my job, or maybe There was a lot going on in your family with your spouse, your kids. And so what we do, we do this as as human beings. We're so busy that we don't focus on the relationships around us. So what God did is he made us be really close in proximity. So now you have to see your spouse like every day a lot more or your kids every day a lot more. And so there was friction and there was issues. And now my my son's yelling at me or my wife's yelling at me. And that was a lot of stuff I put under the rug because it was a nine-to-five job and now I was away. And so now I'm, I'm in a ditch. Or maybe it was a lot worse than that. And, and you, you, throughout COVID, throughout this pandemic, have found yourself in, in, in a really hard, di- and you didn't even put it on yourself. Someone threw you in the ditch. The enemy threw you in the ditch. Your family met some, it just, you're in a ditch. And then the scripture says, I love stories. This is what I love about the Old Testament. The scripture says that they threw him in the Ishmaelite caravan. And so he was going shackled up. He didn't even put himself there. He didn't have his his coat. He didn't have his father's favor. He didn't didn't have the protection of his dad anymore. And so he was alone in a ditch on his way to slavery. He had no idea what was ahead. And the scripture says that Potiphar, one of the, the officials of Pharaoh's army, high in command, took him into his home. And that's where the scripture says that that he, he now is a slave inside the house. And you know what's interesting to me is that was one ditch, and then he was thrown into another ditch. He didn't even do this to himself, right? And so now he has to work the ground. I use that language, he has to work. He has to just do everything that the master tells him to do. Potiphar says to clean this, he has to clean that. Potiphar says to make the bed, he has to make the bed. Now he's subject to someone else's a uh, uh, charge, and 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 he's he's told what to do, and he has no freedom anymore. And then what happens is, I don't know if you know the story, if you know about Potiphar's wife, but I want to tell you because it's, it's a really good story. The scripture says that Joseph was handsome and good looking. I don't know if you've heard this. <laughs> he was handsome, and he was good looking. And you know, there, there's a song uh, by by uh, Chance the Rapper. And I know I, we're in church, so I'm not going to sing all of it, but, 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 but he talks about being handsome. He says, he says, baby, I look good. I look handsome. And, 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 and Joseph, I don't know. Like, he, he was different. He probably was prideful, too. But he, now I know why his brothers didn't like him even more. So not only did he have his dad's favor, not only was he loved by his dad, not only did he get the Gucci coat, the coat of many colors, but now on top of all of that, he's good looking. And for some reason, nobody likes him. Everyone can't stand him. And so Potiphar's wife catches eye with him and sees him. And so she says, Joseph, you're handsome and you're good looking. Why don't you lay with me? And he he chooses not to. And we'll go into why he chose not to. And then... He finds himself in another situation that he didn't do to himself. It wasn't his own doing. It was someone else. This time it wasn't his brother. This time it was Potiphar. He didn't even do it to himself. He was just trying to listen to what God said. He was trying to just have good character. And now the scripture says that that Potiphar's wife tries to grab him and he has a robe and he runs as fast as he possibly can away from Potiphar's wife. And now some, some theologians say he, he literally didn't have any clothes on or he was in his underwear and he runs away and the robe falls and so Potiphar's wife is embarrassed so she screams at the top of her lungs and she said, Joseph, that servant boy tried to rape me. Didn't do it to himself. He didn't put himself in that situation. It was just, it was another ditch now. So, so, so he was in the ditch because of his brothers and now he's in the ditch because of Potiphar's wife. And then he gets thrown into the dungeon now. Have you found yourself in a ditch and then it just got deeper? It just got more tough and more difficult? You know, the thing that I, I find interesting about this story and about Joseph's life, because we're, we're going to move forward, like, this, this is the middle of the story and if you were just to end at the story, you wouldn't realize that it was just a scene. It wasn't a story in Joseph's life. A lot of us, we decide and we say, you know, I'm just, I'm just in, this is my story. I'm in the ditch. This is it. Guys, this is it. And we mope and we complain and, 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 and we don't understand that it's just a scene in the story of God. It's just a scene as we we walk in Christ's likeness, as we walk in obedience, that God will see us through the tough times, hard times. The scripture says, Jesus said, I need you to understand this. In this world, it will be really difficult, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So you will find yourself, Joseph, in ditches, and then you might find yourself in a dungeon. But what I noticed, and some key things that I wanna talk to you guys about today is, is that the scripture says that his master saw that the Lord was with him. Did you catch that? I kind of highlighted it in in the passage of scripture because I want us to to see it. It says that Joseph, he he had something about him that the master saw. And again, we talked about dreams that are dangerous. And Joseph has a dream, and his brothers are bowing down to him. And then he has another dream, and his mom and, and his dad... Or his dad, the stars and the moon are bowing down to him. And, and, and now the scripture never says, and, and as he was in the ditch, in the pit, that his brothers threw him in, he thought of the dream. It doesn't say that. And then and then when he's, when he's a slave in Potiphar's house, it doesn't say, and Joseph remembered the dream that his brothers would bow and that the sun and the moon would bow and the stars would bow. It never, it never says it. What it does say is, and the Lord was with him. I need you guys to know this, that when you go through hard times, tough times, difficult times, when you're in ditches of your life, as Joseph was, he's teaching us something. The scripture says that the Lord was with him. That tells me that he was in proximity of the presence of God. That tells me why would the, I mean, you have to go there. Why would the master just know the Lord is with this guy? He's got to be talking about him. I don't know if you know the story, we've been going through it, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of generations, the God of family. Joseph is a byproduct of Abraham and the blessing that God put on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had a son, and one of his sons' name was Joseph. So I I have to just recollect, I know it's not theological, I know it doesn't say it right in the text, but you have to go there, it's a story, You have to understand that people weren't just robotic when you read the scriptures, that they were just like us. So I have to understand that there had to be moments from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The the word was ordered. The word was passed down to generations. I know for a fact that Jacob told Joseph all the stories of God. No, no, Joseph, you don't understand. When you were like seven years old, we were walking up this hill, and then before, I don't even know what, I was wrestling, and I don't know if it was an angel, I don't know if it was God, I couldn't really see him, it was dark, but then he touched my socket, and then I was like limp, and I knew, that. then he changed my name, and my name wasn't Jacob anymore, it was Joseph, he changed my name, and I knew I saw God face to face, and so I walked up the hills to see my brother Esau, and I hadn't seen Esau in a really long time, because Esau was supposed to kill me, because I took the birthright, and I took the blessing, so as I was going up there, Joseph, I looked, loved you the most, so you were the last caravan. There was two other groups. You were the very last group because you were my favorite. Because my wife, Leah, and then there was Rachel. But Rachel was my favorite, and you were one of her sons. And God promised my wife, Rachel, that she would have a son, but she was barren for so long. And so you were the promise, Joseph. And so, I mean, I know for a fact that Jacob told Joseph the stories of God. In every season... And so for some reason, my mind goes to, this is what happens to our culture. We get so offended that we're focused on the ditch. It's a ditch, it's a ditch, it's a ditch. But the scripture says that Joseph was elevated in in Potiphar's home. Why? The scripture says that God was with Joseph. The scripture says that Potiphar, the master, saw something in Joseph, that the Lord was on him, the Lord was with him. And so I could only imagine as he's mopping, you know, Baby, I look good. I look handsome, right? He's mopping, and wh- what what is he saying? Is he saying he's telling his other servant friend, "You know, you have no idea, man. My brothers, they threw me in it. They didn't like me. I don't know why. They didn't like me, and I just I hate them for it, dude. And then they can you imagine? They threw me in a in a pit. I was in a pit, and they left me for dead, and 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 they sold me for twenty shekels of of gold. Like, can you believe that? The, the Bible doesn't say that he was doing that. It doesn't tell us if he was doing it or not doing But I can only understand why would the master look to Joseph and say, there's something different about you. He probably was walking with some confidence, mopping the floors, working the ground, saying, I could do it better than you. I could outdo you on the mop. I can only imagine he was probably saying, hey, man, you got to understand this. I'm a Hebrew guy. And, and, and God, he has, he has set us apart, and he promised that he's going to make us a land of many people, and he's going to bless us. And I just need you to know that God is real, and, he, and he's amazing. And as he, was, as he was cleaning and dusting, as he was doing all his stuff, he had something about him. Joseph did. He was different. He was confident. He didn't just mope and complain about the offense that happened. I wrote this down because I think it's important. We live in a culture of offense. Have you caught that yet? Have you noticed that at all? That there are just so many offended people nowadays, and it scares me. I'm terrified by it. Because if Joseph walked in a fence, watch this, it would have hindered his opportunity. Think about it. I was in a ditch, and then I, now I'm in I'm in another ditch. And, and the Potiphar's watching, the master's watching, and he's just moping and he's complaining, but he wasn't doing that. He, he, he didn't live in the past. He didn't live by what someone else did to him. He had every right to complain. He had every right to be offended. He had every right to be hurt and broken. But he said, you know what, I'm going to make the most out of this situation, and I'm going to work the ground. And the scripture says that anything that, that Joseph put his hand to, God blessed. Do, do you want to be that type of person? I know I do. Anytime I see blessings in the scripture, I don't know if God's working on my heart, but I want it. I'm like, God, how do I get the blessing? How do I get the favor of God? Whenever I go, I work, do sales too, and that's a whole, I was talking to Steve about it, it's hard, right? It's scary, and, and, you know, there's just, there's guys that do sales in this room, and so whenever I go up to a house, I say, God, give me favor with man. Would you bless my hand, God? God, in and, and my family, with, with me and Kelly and our little baby, God, as, as, as the generations are being thought of in my heart, you already know them. God, you already know the legacy that you have over my life and over my wife and over my family and over my children. And so, God, would you make me the type of man that can take offense and that can be okay when I'm in the ditch, God? Because for some reason, the scripture doesn't say God threw him in a ditch. The brothers threw him in a ditch. But if we were to fast forward, watch this. I'm going I'm to do some cool stuff here. The, the, the pit was here, and then God took him to the prison. And notice how I said God, because the scripture said God was with them. So the pit turned into the prison. And if we fast forward, I need you to know this, so you got to be here next week to see it. He steps into the palace. I, you, you don't understand. The scripture says that Potiphar threw him into the dungeon and the scripture says if you read it, you should read it. It's really important. It says that he was under the king's prison. (laughs) Under the Pharaoh's prison. And so the very thing that was right above him in the next season of life, if he could just understand that God was doing something, God was trying to teach him something. Did you know that when you're in a ditch, God can teach you something? I have found in my really young years of life that when I'm at the lowest of my moments, that's when I need faith the most. Did you catch that? You need faith the most, not when you're in the palace. But God needs to know, can I trust you in the palace to serve the people? Because there was a famine that went over the land, and God needed someone like Joseph to not be prideful, to not be arrogant, but to understand that God had given him a certain position, but the position didn't come unless he was in the pit, and then he turned into the prison, and now he's in the palace. But here's another one. This one's kind of cool. First, he was in the ditch. We're in ditches at times. We're in brokenness at times. It doesn't make sense at times. And then the, the ditch could turn into a dungeon really quick but you don't know that, that, that God is just preparing you for your destiny. That's kind of cool, right? The ditch, the dungeon, the destiny, the pit, the prison, the palace. I love that. And I just need someone to know that offense, it hinders opportunity. Offense it will cripple your opportunity. Offense gets in the way of opportunity. And so if Joseph were to be moping and complaining and upset about the past, God doesn't want you to live in the past anymore. He wants you to move forward. Take inventory of what happened in the past. Learn from the ditches. Learn from the low moments. Learn from the valleys. Learn from the brokenness. But please, as Joseph would probably tell you today, it's going to be okay. Just get to the next place be in close proximity to God, the Lord was with God, be in the presence of God, understand and listen to God, be obedient to God, and God will give you favor with man. I, I wonder if Joseph would have been promoted if all he did was just mope around. He just moped. Man, can you believe? I had a brother named Man Simeon, and that guy really didn't like me. And I and, and I came to the field and I was happy. Maybe I shouldn't have been that happy. And I was happy and then they threw me and they threw me. I shouldn't have I shouldn't have told them my dream. I should have had a notebook. I should have been more careful with what who I told people, what my dreams were, my, my ambitions were, what my goals were. I should have just had a notebook. But they took that, they didn't like me, they threw me in a ditch. Can you believe they threw and, and sometimes we, we are so focused on the broken offense that we're missing out in the very season that we're in that God's trying to teach you something in it, that God's trying to work something in your soul in it, that when you're at a low, that's when you need faith the most. The scripture says in Hebrews, it, and this, this blows me away, it says it pleases, I want to please God. I don't know about you. I don't know where you're at in life, but I want to please God. I want to honor God. I want God to know that I'm on his side. I want God to know that I'm for him and not against him. I want God to know that I won't take my coat off just in the front door of culture. I want God to know that he can can depend on me. I want God to know that I will do everything he called me to do, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's weird, even if it's off. God can trust me. So the scripture says in Hebrews that it pleases God when you have faith. Do you know that? I mean, do, do you see it? it? doesn't say, and Joseph had faith, but do you see the faith? Do you see the, oh, I was in a ditch, man, and, but it's all right. Man, how'd you get here? I was in a ditch, but it's all good, man. Baby, I look good, I look handsome. And he was dancing, and he was having a good time. And for some reason, Potiphar saw, he had something about him, and he was confident, and, and, and he just, he knew who he was. And he was talking to that God, Yahweh, all the time. And he was talking about the stories. And Potiphar just saw, man, when he folded the the bed, he was like, sharp edges, clean lines. I'm going to make this look perfect. I'm going to work the ground. What do you need me to do, Potiphar? You want me to do the the dishes? Oh, you don't want to do the dishes because you're tired? I got it. And he would do the dishes. And he would work the ground. And he would work the ground. And he would work the ground. And he wasn't in a fence. He just was looking for the next opportunity. How can I serve Potiphar? If I'm going to be here, I'm going to make the most out of it. And some of us need to realize you're in a ditch, and, and it's really hard to get out of the ditch. And for some reason, you just can't find your way out of it. Maybe sometimes the beautiful thing about coming to church is you worship your way out of the ditch. You acknowledge God as you move out of the ditch. And I would argue, when I look at the scripture, when I look at the theological framework of God, is that you have to depend on Him in every season that you're in. Because if God can trust you in the ditch, and if God can trust you in the dungeon, then He can He can trust you. For the destiny he has over your life. So get this, it, get, it gets better. It gets better. So, so the scripture says, we're going to throw it up here. In Psalm 105, 19, it says, Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, right? God gave him a dream. Joseph had a dream. The Lord tested Joseph's character. Do you see how I highlighted tested and character? I would argue when I look at the scriptures, that that God was testing him in the ditch and in the dungeons. He was testing him in Potiphar's home. But the test didn't come because, you know, I'm just moping, I'm complaining. The test came with Potiphar's wife. <laughs> and I grew up in Bible school in children's ministry. And I had to do like a, a little Bible study in the 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 Hebrew of that word flea. And it's just a cool little thing. And I had to give a, a sermon on it when I was in Bible school. We all had to preach, and we were all really nervous and sweating. And I, and I looked, and I went, wow, that's crazy. If you look up the Hebrew of, of flea, it means fugo, F-U-E-G-O. And I thought, fugo. <laughs> so I preached the message, and I said, fool, the next time you get in this situation, you better go. Fool, go. Fugo, fugo. Like, run, get out of there. Fool, you better go. Because in this moment, I would argue, if he would have slept with Potiphar's wife, what would have happened? He, had, he would have had been in so many lies. It would have been awkward in the home. Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife is looking at him as he's, like, leaning over and cleaning things, and he's uncomfortable. And now the servants are catching on to it. The servants are kind of saying, what's going on with Joseph and Potiphar's wife? I'm going to go tell Potiphar. See, that, that's what happens when, when we're in a ditch, I've learned this, I, I, I am a byproduct of it. I'm going through it too, I haven't arrived, I will never arrive. I'll arrive when I find the sanctification of Jesus when I die and Jesus says, come on in good and faithful servant, that's my prayer for the entirety of my life to do everything I'm supposed to do and just because I'm good in the ditch doesn't mean I'm gonna be good in the dungeon. Just because I'm good in the ditch in the dungeon doesn't mean that God can fully trust me in my destiny. So every step, every decision, everything that's going on in my life, I I have to say, God, would you be with me? I need to be in close proximity with you. When we have our child, I'm going to make sure worship's playing in the labor room. When we have our first issue, I'm going to make sure that we go to God no matter what, not man. I'm going to make sure we get the counsel of God, not the counsel of man. In every decision, I want to make sure, God, you are before me. You move in front of me and because I know I can find myself in a ditch. And I've noticed this, and I, and I don't want to come on your, knock, on your front door, but you're in church, so I get to you. I've noticed that that, that once we kind of somehow get to the dungeon and then we escalate to the destiny, we got our job, man. And I was praying, Sammy, would you pray that I would get my job and i get my promotion? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. God's going to bless you. Keep on giving. Keep on giving. Because I've, I've seen that when, when, when God blesses me and I keep giving, he just takes care of me. The scripture says, test and try me in this. But what happens is we come to church and it's amazing. It's like, hey, can you pray for that promotion? Absolutely. And then you get into your destiny and now you're working your job and you forget about God. But Joseph never did that. And that's why, if we fast forward, he became second in command of Egypt. Look it up. It's in the history books. There was a man named, e, named Joseph. They changed his name to an Egyptian name, but the core of who he was was Hebrew. He was called by God, anointed by God. Ever since he was in the ditch, God knew what was going to happen in the, in the palace. But God had to trust him in every season. The scripture says he was testing, he was testing his character. So that tells me character is really important when it comes to God. I want I want the favor of God. God, how do I get? How's your character? God, I want the favor. How's the proximity of my presence in your life? And then Potiphar's wife. Man, she just thought he was so good looking and he was built. She was. A, you should look it up. You should look it up. It says that he was handsome and he was built in form. Some translations say that tells me that in between his sets when he was done working in parts, he was doing (laughs) push-ups. He was doing 300 push-ups, 200 air squats. He might have had a pull-up bar in there. I don't know. He might have been running a mile with the other servants. Maybe he brought all the other servants and said, hey, let's go run some miles. But for some reason, he wasn't just built to be built. He was built because he worked on it. He just sounds like a hard worker, doesn't he? He just sounds like a guy that's willing to just do the job and make it happen, but not just do the job and bare minimum, but go over and beyond. And I, I would argue that God is looking for people not just to do the bare minimum, but to go over and beyond. So when you get your job at P.F. James, Chains, come on, Jesse. When you get your job at P.F. James, you work the ground. You bust the stuff. Hey, what can I do? Oh, oh, it's, it's over time? I'm just going to work it a little bit more. You want me to clean up the dishes? Absolutely, I got it. You want me to make sure I pick up that little, that little speck on the floor? Because I want to make sure whenever, whenever someone comes in here, I want it to be nice and clean. What job are you in that God can use in your life to promote and to elevate? Because someone's watching. But I, I, just, I just need to know, not that I'm good with man, but that I'm good with God. But he teaches me in the ditches and in the dungeons. I, I learn in, in the ditch in the dungeons. I, I don't learn when I'm in, when I'm in the palace I, because I'll mess it all up. I, I learn when I'm in the ditch and I learn when I'm in the dungeon. And so then the scripture says that, that God raised Joseph up in Potiphar's house and then he throws him out because Potiphar's wife falsely accused. He didn't do it, but God tested his character and he passed the test, but the test wasn't a promotion, it was a demotion. But God used it, and Joseph said, you know what, I've been here before. Wrongly accused, no big deal. I'm not going to live in offense. I have every right to. I just was, I just was handsome and good looking. I didn't do anything about it. I was just working the ground, and now I'm wrongly accused, and now I'm in this dungeon. But right above me, I can hear him dancing. Man, I can hear him singing. I can hear Pharaoh's voice. I can hear the commands of the king, I, I, well, I could be there one day. Who knows? I just worked the dungeon. No big deal. The scripture said he was there for two years. He interpreted a dream, and the guy didn't remember him in the interpretation. And then he went to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh had a dream, and and the guy said, Oh yeah, two years later, there's a guy who interpreted my dream. His name was Joseph. He's like this crazy, good-looking, strong-built guy, and you should check him out. And I don't wanna move ahead because that's for next week. But I wanna encourage you that in every season that you're in, worship team, you guys can come on up. In every season that you're in, God is trying to do something in your character. So when you're at a low place, a place that doesn't make sense, a place that isn't working out for you, just know, how can I serve God in this season? How can I serve others in this season? How can I change my offense to opportunity? Because get this, the failure <laughs> turned into the favor of God. Joseph would have never found himself in the palace if he didn't have his brothers that threw him in the ditch. And so I'm, I'm moving forward just a little bit because I have to give you just a, a, a bit of this or it wouldn't make sense because this is just a scene of his life. It's not the story of his life. The scripture says... When Joseph is in the palace and he's second in command, he looks at his brothers and he says, you know what? He looks at his dad in in chapter 50. I think it's 50 50 or 52. He looks at his dad. He looks at his brothers because his brothers think they're going to kill him after his dad passes away. And he says, you know what? You meant to harm me. You meant to do evil by me. But God used all of that and he turned it around for good. And so when you're in the ditch and when you're in the dungeon, God is working your soul. Would you allow him to do that? Would you allow him in close proximity to speak to you, to speak to your soul, to speak to your character? Would you allow him to change things around in your life? Because I don't know about you, but I need God. Man, I need God. I need God because sometimes I'll be falsely accused and it won't make sense. And I don't know anywhere else to go but God when I'm in the ditch. And that's when he tests my faith, that's when I need him the most is when I'm in the ditch and when I'm in the dungeon. And then when he's in the dungeon, the scripture said he works the dungeon. He works it. Do you see that? You gotta read it. He works the dungeon. It's almost like the same thing that happened at Potiphar's house. It happens with the dungeon. And the scripture says that he becomes second in command to the warden because he worked the ground. And he had something about him, and he was different, and he was willing to just not be offended by the past, but to live in the moment. And he did everything he was supposed to do, and he was still probably praising God. And he was still probably talking about God. And he was still probably telling about all the stories that happened with Abraham, Isaac, and his father Jacob. And he worked the ground, and the scripture said God was with him. God blessed his hand. God gave him favor from the failure, and at the same time, right above him. above them. I'm going to work the ground, God. I'm going to work the ground. I'm going to work the ground. So as I close, I want to encourage you guys to remind yourself right now, I I don't know where you're at in your life. I don't know if you believe in God or not. I don't know if you're working with God or not. I I don't know if you've forgotten about God because you've been in a ditch. Maybe you got what you wanted, and now that you have what you wanted, you've forgotten about God. And I just want to pray for every person in this room. I want to pray that, that God would begin to continue to do a work in your soul because he's already working in your soul. You're like, well, you don't understand. Like, you know how people say, I came to faith? I, I believe that there's a moment where someone acknowledges God as their, their, their Lord and Savior and they accept him into their heart. But I would argue that God's always been with them. <laughs> you can't put a cap on God. You can't tell me just because someone didn't know God that God wasn't with them, that God wasn't working on their life, that God wasn't speaking to them from other people. And what happens is, is you're having, you're chasing and you're, you're running in circles in the ditch and you're confused in the dungeon and all the while God's using people to speak into your life. And then you say, I, I finally found the one that's been speaking to me this whole time. And his name is, he has a name, his name's Jesus, And he's the lover of your soul. He's the creator of the universe. He's the one that died for you and that rose again. He's the one that has the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead, lives within you when you ask God to be in your life. So I don't know about you, but when I'm in the ditch or when I'm in the dungeon, I got the spirit of God on me. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what anyone does. I got the spirit of the living God inside of me. So yeah, when when the ditch comes, I'll be okay. I'm not going to be offended by that because God's doing something in me. When, when the dungeon comes and it gets harder, I'll be okay. When the issue comes, when the, when the pain comes, when the doctor note comes, I'm going to be okay. Because the Savior of the world, the Spirit of God is within me. I'll be okay in the ditch, in the dungeon. And you know, I say this. And you might think I'm crazy. My mom always used to say, be careful what you pray for. Be careful, be careful. That sounds crazy. But sometimes I tell God, you know what? I'm out of place in my life. I'm okay with the ditches and the dungeons. If if that's just going to make me better, God, for other people, like Joseph was as he was handing out food in the seven years of famine, if that's just going to make me better, then God, have your will in my life. Because every time I'm in the ditch and every time I'm in the dungeon, I'll just keep praising you, God. I'll keep worshiping you, God. I'll keep following you, God. I'll keep being obedient to you, God. You can test my character. You can test my faith. You can test my mess-ups. Because my failure could potentially turn into the favor of God. But I need to be obedient to God. I need to listen to God. I need to walk in proximity with God. And when I do that, I just believe that God wants to show up. I use the language, and show show off in your life. Show up and show off. Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for every person in this room. Only you know their soul. Only you know what they're going through. Only you know the ditches and the dungeons of their life. I pray that right now, God, that they would no longer live in a fence of the past, that they would walk towards the future, that they would step into their destiny. That, God, even in the midst of the dungeon, that you would begin to test their soul, test their faith. God, I pray that they would look up to you and not to man, that they would look up to who you are and not anyone else, God, that they wouldn't care about what anyone else says, that they would live different for you, Jesus, that as they walk in obedience to you, as they listen to your voice, as they take heed to your word, that, God, you would begin to do a work in their life. So for any person in this room that doesn't know you, Father, it's pretty simple. You just give your life to God. You ask God to move in your life. You ask God to come into your life. You ask God to flip things around for your life. And so, Jesus, right here in this moment, we're just getting started, and we just got out of a ditch, and who knows if we're in a dungeon, but, God, it doesn't matter because you're calling us to our destiny. And I want to reach people for you, God. I want people to know that you're alive and well, that you speak, and that you're amazing, and that you're good to the soul, and that when the storms come, because they do, when the ditches come, because they will, that you still will sustain us, God. I love you so much, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.